0: Hello, and thank you for joining The Lancet podcast. I'm Jennifer Sargent, an editor at The Lancet, and we're here today, September the 20th, 2018, to talk about non-communicable diseases, also known as NCDs. These are a major global health challenge, which are responsible for around 7 of 10 deaths each year worldwide. There's a third UN high-level meeting on NCDs taking place next week in New York on September the 27th. And this presents an exciting opportunity for the global health community to tackle the rising burden of NCDs, particularly in light of the sustainable development goals which have set targets for the global community for 2030. Specifically, SDG 3 is focused around health, and it contains target 3.4, a 30% reduction in premature mortality from the four major NCDs in people aged 30 to 70 years. These four major NCDs are cardiovascular disease, chronic respiratory disease, cancer, diabetes. Today in The Lancet we've published the NCD Countdown 2030. This is a collaborative effort between WHO, Imperial College, NCD Alliance and The Lancet. NCD Countdown is an independent mechanism for monitoring global progress towards SDG target 3.4 and this accountability mechanism was one of the recommendations of the WHO Independent Commission on NCDs that was released in June of this year. I'm delighted to have two guests from the NCD Countdown 2030 collaborator group. Dr. Andre Pascal joins us on the line. He is Professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Cape Town and Director of the Noncommunicable Disease Research Unit at the South African Medical Research Council. Joining me in the studio is Jess Beagley, Policy Research Manager at NCD Alliance. Looking at the data, it seems that progress towards Target 3.4 has been mixed, Out of the 186 countries included in the analysis, there's only 35 countries for women and only 30 for men that are actually on track to meet the 30% reduction in the premature mortality goal. So it does seem that some might get there after 2030. But worryingly, it looks like if current trends continue, only around half will reach the target. Clearly, NCDs aren't a new global health problem. So I'd like to put to you both, starting with Andre, why now?
1: it's a major problem indeed not only now i think it's been on the global agenda for the past uh, nearly 20 years particularly with the uh, accurate evidence suggesting that uh, these conditions were increasingly uh, affecting developing countries as opposed to the first thought that these were mostly conditions of developed world following that increase our awareness there have been a i mean a lot of global action. Sort of trying to see how to—I mean—how to reduce the impact of of of, the, of this condition, and one of the landmark events being, of course, the, the very first high-level UN meeting on NCD in 2011. There's a second one. There's a third one happening this morning, and with that one happening this morning, and with—I mean—with the aim of actually reviewing the progress, the global progress as well as progress at the country level. Uh, in terms of the action to prevent and control NCDs. It makes sense uh, for that, I mean, for that meeting to have concrete data to reflect upon, I mean, to understand what has been achieved by country, I mean, or whether those achievements actually are impacting the health of of population. And this paper, indeed, is actually uh, coming into that context, in actually uh, showing what has been I mean, or how uh, mortality from major NCDs included in, the, in, the, uh, in this SDG 3.4 actually has been declining over the past years and using that to make projection on whether countries are not on track to actually meeting the, the objectives by, by 2030. And you've, you've noticed, very unfortunately, as, as it happened now, very few, at most, maybe 30% of the country are likely to meet the target if we were to follow the, the, uh, the, the current trend. So yes, just in brief, it's important for the expected meeting this month, year meeting this month, to have concrete data showing how country has been doing, and using those that to make projection in terms of whether they're on track or not, and this, in turn, would actually uh, inform the renewal of the commitment, and if we uh, enhancement, the political commitment to achieve further in reducing the global burden of NCDs.
0: Fantastic. That's some excellent background. Thank you, Andre. So Jess, I was wondering on the back of that, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more about the global agenda for NCDs this year.
2: Sure. The report by WHO's Director General to the World Health Assembly back in May actually states very clearly that the world is reaching an inflection point and that the global response to NCDs really depends on this third high-level meeting on NCDs taking place at the United Nations in New York next week. And the paper by the Director General sets out that the high-level meeting will provide the last chance for member states, that is countries around the world, to affirm strong political m- commitment and to reinforce action on NCD prevention and control. This is really because if it, if significant investments aren't made now, next week at this meeting in, at the UN, the increase in premature mortality from non-communicable diseases in low-income and lower-middle-income countries will no longer be offset by any gains um, due to progress in implementing commitments and the world will not be able to reach target 3.4 of the sustainable development goals by 2030. So you've made a great point about NCDs in low and middle
0: income countries and I'd just like to for us to go back to the data a little bit more and one thing that was particularly striking is the heterogeneity within certain regions and so I'd like to take Africa for an example. It seems that there are only two countries that are on track to meet their global goal of 2030. Those are Zambia and the Republic of Congo. But there are some others that could meet the target by 2040 and others yet again that might eventually reach the target sometime after that. And this is looking at the trends as they would between 2010 and 2016 and if we were to continue on those current trajectories. But it does actually also seem quite worryingly that there's a handful of African nations that are stagnating or potentially even reversing and getting completely off track to meet that goal at all. So, Andre, I'm wondering if you could perhaps provide some insight from your own experiences with NCDs as a physician and also as a researcher in South Africa and in Cameroon where you've been doing your important work.
1: Let me start by saying that awareness of uh, NCDs in general and action to uh, to fight those conditions across Africa in general is a developing story and has happened only uh, within the last 20 years or even or even less, less than that. And, and again, I mean, this was actually um, essentially following... The global acknowledgement that uh, NCDs are uh, increasingly affecting mostly developing uh, uh, countries, and country in in the region, and those also include uh, both uh, South Africa and, and Cameroon. I mean, have been responding uh, essentially actually by sort of uh, applying at country, uh, at country level. A global commitment, uh, generally under the leadership of uh, of of WHO, but this has been quite slow and really variable across countries. As of now, in the region in general, in the most countries, for instance, I mean, in terms of awareness, most countries in the region have got some sort of central structure coordinating the action of NCD. I'm thinking about the structure at the Ministry of health. How many countries have got, for instance, a functioning program on NCD? I mean, that's that's where you start seeing the gap. And if you, if, you, if you drill down, I mean, I've got the money committed to fight NCD and so on, then it's it's, it's narrow uh, further. Going to be specific, you take the case of, of of South Africa in particular. One area in which there seems to be some, some achievement, although we, we are seeing some, seeing some rebound now, as in the area of, uh, of, of smoking, of tobacco control. I think South Africa has been one of the country to, I mean, to really take uh, concrete action through policy and so on to really reduce uh, the effect of smoking in the, in, the, in the country. And data has been showing consistently, I mean, uh, over, over the past 10 years or so, a declining trend, which in some way is going to explain maybe what we are seeing in, uh, in this paper in terms of reduction in, uh, in the rate of cancer or maybe COPD in in South Africa. But very unfortunately, recent data is actually showing that uh, the smoking rates for the picking up the country I meaning something needs to be done I mean, to, to, to enhance again, again, again that policy. There have also been uh, actions at the policy level which maybe are going to show effect only over-, over time. One being, for instance, this policy on salt reduction. That, 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 that is one, one in, the, in the country. And more recently, the introduction of the levy on on, on sugar beverages, the aim being uh, essentially to actually uh, reduce the rate of obesity, diabetes, and, and related diseases. Uh, some action that could maybe perhaps have some effect uh, rather in future because, uh, because they are still ongoing includes, for instance, uh, the ongoing discussion to implement a national health insurance. So if that was, that was to happen, it may have been in future increase access to adequate care for, for more South Africans and eventually have more effect on NCD. But I must say that one can also speculate that in the democratic South, uh, South Africa, already access to better health care for privileged uh, groups such as the black and coloured population, is uh, is in some way explaining some of the decline we are, we are seeing on NCDs in South Africa. But however, overall, unfortunately, again, if you were to compare South Africa with other countries with similar level of development, I'm thinking of the, of the BRICS country, based on this data, South Africa is standing at, at the top in terms of the uh, of the rate of death from from, N, from NCDs uh, in, so from NCD in, in, in general.
0: Thanks, André. Those are some really important country-level insights, and I, I think it goes to show how specific these interventions can be, that they need to be for each different setting. I'm going to step back now and hope that we can take a slightly more broad view and talk about some other data in the paper. This is about the NCD countdown, and it's not just about tracking progress to the SDG target 3.4. The collaborators have also expanded the remit to track levels of NCD mortality at all ages under 80 years, and across all NCDs, not just those major four that we were talking about earlier. And this is very much within the spirit of the SDGs of leaving no one behind. But when you look at those data, and the targets expanded beyond the big four NCDs, it does seem that even fewer countries are likely to achieve that 30% reduction. Jess, I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about why the NCD collaborators have chosen to go beyond the SDG remit, and what implications this might have for policy implementation.
2: So just to reiterate a little bit and expand on what Jennifer was saying, both SDG target 3.4 and WHO um, targets for NCDs refer to deaths from those four main NCDs, diabetes, cancer, cardiovascular disease and lung disease between exactly 30 and 70 years. And it's really important to think here about the groups that are excluded from these disease specifications and from this particular age range. And first of all, it's estimated that 1.7 million NCD deaths in people younger than 30 years of age um, are left out of the 12.5 million deaths from those four NCDs in 2016. And also a further estimated 23.6 million NCD deaths in people aged 70 or older, that's more than half of all NCD deaths are not included in those estimates. In terms of going wider in the scope of um, the diseases that are included in some of the estimates that are provided in the paper, many causes of deaths are excluded from SDG Target 3.4 actually have shared risk factors and interventions with those four main NCDs that are traditionally included in monitoring for NCDs. For example, high blood pressure and alcohol um, use uh, risk factors for deaths from those four NCDs, but also from kidney disease, liver cirrhosis and dementia, which also cause a huge global burden of disease. Exclusion from these diseases from the global target can alter intervention choices and policy priorities as well as their effects on overall NCD mortality and population health. In terms of the limits um, that are set out in the more comprehensive estimates in the paper, we limited the age range of this comprehensive indicator to 80 years because the probability of death in the absence of competing causes reaches 100% when the entire life course is considered. Furthermore, above 80 years of age, NCD mortality has a larger error than in younger ages, and this is because of two reasons. First, age in censuses or time of death might be misreported, with larger error than in younger ages, leading to incorrect estimates of age-specific population and deaths, and therefore death rates. And second, the assignment of cause of death in older ages is more difficult, often because people have multiple conditions. For example, people living with diabetes may ultimately die from cardiovascular disease and therefore their death would be registered as a cardiovascular death rather than a diabetes death. And we can see those problems with estimates um, more widely, for example, across NCDs and infectious diseases and the comorbidities that exist there as well. As a result, a larger share of deaths in Data for over 80 years of age are assigned to an improbable or ill defined causes of death in the oldest age groups. As Jennifer was saying earlier, when we look at this more comprehensive um, indicator than is set out in SDG target 3.4, we see that SDG target 3.4 actually gives a more optimistic picture of progress than is warranted according to total NCD mortality burden, encompassing all diseases and from ages 0 to 80. And in particular, if progress were measured on the basis of all NCDs and all ages under 80 years, only 17 countries that's nine percent of all countries for women and five countries three percent of all countries for men would be on track to reduce the probability of death from ncds by one third relative to 2015 levels by 2030 and this is because progress is slower for causes and age groups that are not part of sdg target 3.4 This might indicate that it's more difficult to improve outcomes for the diseases and age groups outside of SDG Target 3.4, or the fact that these diseases and ages are excluded from Target 3.4 means that there's less incentive for governments to progress on them. This would be an area where more research is definitely needed, but we really hope that the data that's included in the NCD countdown paper published in The Lancet today will encourage governments to go beyond the range set out in SDG Target 3.4. Thanks, Jess. That's actually...
0: Leads me right into a second question for you. You talked about governments and their responsibilities. And so in the paper, and as part of the WHO-NCD Independent Commission, there's been a lot of talk about accountability. And so I was wondering if you might be able to elaborate for us a little bit on how countries will be held accountable.
2: The thing to really say here is that there's long been a need for a more rigorous approach to accountability in the NCD response. Um, NCD civil society in particular has been very strongly focused on advocacy to secure global commitments on NCD prevention and control. And there are now... A plethora of, I think is the best way to describe it, at least three different very strong sets of commitments on on NCDs that exist at global level, either in the SDGs, in the WHO Global Action Plan or set out in the 2014 UN outcome document from the high-level review on NCDs. And the focus of NCD Global Civil Society now must really... Um, shift from commitment to action. And this is where the accountability focus comes in, And because there's really a need to be holding governments to account to those promises that they've made. And the data that's contained in the paper is really the first time that country progress towards SDG Target 3.4 has been ranked in this way. And countries are probably aware of whether or not they're on track to, to be meeting Target 3.4, but not how they compare to other countries. And we really hope that it will be a way to be encouraging member states to look at what others are doing, that is ensuring that those other countries are on track for meeting SDG target 3.4 and that they'll be able to learn from the good practice that they have and adapt for implementation in their own countries. For the countries that are off track it's very clear that um, more action is needed um, and extremely urgently but for those countries that are on track it's very important that they don't become complacent and this is because there are new and emerging challenges that are increasing uh, the global risk of developing an NCD and these include environmental risk factors, childhood obesity which is a growing issue. And also the evolving tactics used by the tobacco and alcohol industry that means that NCD civil society and also governments can't be sitting on their laurels. We need to be ensuring that we're always one step ahead. Finally,
0: I'd like to ask you both the same question, but I'll start with Andre again. Andre, what hopes do you have for outcomes of the high level meeting next week? And I think Jess touched on this a little bit when she was talking about risk factors and policy implementation, but I'm wondering if perhaps you could elaborate with, from your own perspective about where you see the future of NCD countdown as well.
1: This data we've produced actually should uh, inform a decision uh, at, at, at the meeting next, next week in terms of a, where, where are the gaps. And how countries can be assisted to to, to to improve the prevention and control of NCDs in such a way that, is not possible, I mean, it's in such a way that um, most should be in a position uh, to, to meet the SDG targets 3.4 by 2030. It's also linked to the to the uh, uh, given by I mean to the explanation we've given to uh, on the expansion of the scope of NCDs. And age group cover. I mean, at, at, I would certainly appreciate um, maybe discussion to start at the meeting next week, in terms of maybe how to be how to be more comprehensive in the way we capture action of country uh, uh, in terms of prevention and control of NCD. I'm saying this because I mean, uh, one point you notice in the paper is that when, when you expand the scope and the age band of the uh, of the F, of the 3.4 target, you see that you, you see increasing disparities between developed and developing countries. So meaning if we use only these targets currently as, I mean, to monitor action, we are going to miss a lot in terms of what should be done to, to really have more action on NCD, developing countries, because some of those not accounted for currently happen to be affecting mostly developing countries.
0: Thanks, Andre. I think those are fantastic points. Jess, can we get some final
2: thoughts from you? The focus of this inaugural um, NCD countdown paper obviously focuses very much on NCD mortality. What we're really hoping for future updates on data is that we'll be able to go more into the progress that's been made on specific risk factors, people's exposure to them and their risk of developing NCDs, and also the policies that governments put in place. And this will be to complement the mortality focus in the paper because there's no use telling governments that they're off track if you can't help them to identify the reasons why they're off track and the solutions to improve the situation. Aside from that, we also hope very much that um, future communications and advocacy products that we'll be producing as part of NCD Countdown will be invaluable in supporting advocacy and accountability, both at global level, but especially also at national level. Thank you. So it sounds like
0: that the 2018 NCD Countdown to 2030 is just the beginning of this project. And perhaps we can have you back next year to talk about the 2019 iteration of the project. Andre, thank you so much for joining us. Jess. Thank you for coming in. I'm Jennifer Sargent at The Lancet, and today we've been talking about NCD Countdown 2030. The paper is available online with registration from thelancet.com, and thanks for listening.